Hi, and welcome back. This is Penny Sansevieri with Author Marketing Experts and my awesome co-host, Ms. Amy Cornell, also Hello. with Author Marketing Experts. Amy, welcome. Thank you. The first show was so fun, but we made a total blunder. I don't know if any of y'all noticed. We promised to keep it short and we went 30 minutes. So I don't know. We're kind of, <laughs> we're kind of, we're kind of finding our groove um, with these shows and, and they still podcast is still unnamed, although hopefully by the time this goes live, it'll have a really cool name. And, but, but welcome back. We're so glad that you're here. So what I thought we would talk about today, as the title of the show indicates, is how to go from one reader to 10,000. And it's a challenge for many authors, especially if it's your first book and you're just out there kind of kicking the tires to see what, you know, what's going to happen and how you can build that readership. Because a lot of folks tend to default to stuff that they hear. So I was talking to an author last week, Amy, as I mentioned to you, and they were, he was saying, yeah, I'm in this writer's group. And so a bunch of other authors are kind of sharing what they do to market their book. And this one author said, well, I'm running a bunch of Facebook ads and I'm spending a lot of money, but I'm not really getting anything in return. And the problem with that, and this is kind of the, the lead in to where we want to take the show today, is that that kind of a tactic is not necessarily bad. Amy runs, does a lot of our ads, most of our ads actually, so I'll have her kind of speak to that in a minute. But it's not necessarily bad, but it's not where you need to focus because your work should not be about finding readers, but about building relationships. And Amy, you see this a lot with um, folks who come in, because you're kind of, the first person that they contact when they're interested in working with us is you. And you see that a lot when you're vetting um, authors to get on my schedule or to maybe work with them, that they're focused on the wrong things. Right, there's a lot of kind of frantically throwing everything up in the air and hoping something sticks. And unfortunately, that's just not how the market works anymore. You know, yeah. it really takes some focused efforts and a few of them that complement each other. And then that dedicated kind of follow-up, you have to keep that train moving, you know, doing one thing or even doing a couple things just once or twice isn't going to work for anyone. That's just the reality. Mm -hmm. You know, it's kind of a... It can sound scary, but, but honestly, like just trying something once or trying a couple things a couple times and then saying like, well, you know, it doesn't work. It's like, well, that's not a huge surprise. When you said uh, that one author said he's running Facebook ads and spent a bunch of money, like all my alarms started going off and I immediately want to say, well, wait, have you tried, you know? <laughs> yeah. 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 And that's where, uh, you know, uh, like you pointed out, like authors will throw a lot of stuff at the wall and feel like nothing's working. And so they get discouraged and they stop marketing their book or they, you know, write, decide to write the second book and forget about the first one. But the P, you know, I'm building readers. I realized that going from one to 10,000 readers and, and saying things like, Oh, you've got to build relationships is a tiny bit obscure. Maybe it's a little bit more than a tiny bit obscure, but the, if you focus on that person to person connection, and creating that relationship with your reader. So let me give you an example. And this is not a book example necessarily, but this is just something that kind of popped to mind. 
So Amy and I have been working together for nine years and she's amazing. And cool. she, and, but I also value her. So, so I have a relationship with her. I value her opinion, but I also value her opinion outside of publishing. So if she says to me, Oh, this is really great. You should try that. I value that. Okay. So you as a retailer, so an example is um, the Peloton bikes, which we see everywhere five, years ago or six years ago, I don't know how long you've had your bike now, Amy, but um, five or six years ago, you, you didn't really see them everywhere. Like they popped up here and there. Mm -hmm. Peloton only had to sell Amy on her bike, but because Amy got one and she was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. This is awesome. And here's why she sold me. So Peloton didn't have to sell me. They just had to sell Amy. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense, Amy? Oh yeah. I mean, it is that, uh, that what you want, that word of mouth, you know, you have that positive relationship with a consumer mm -hmm. that leads to 10 more relationships with 10 more consumers that you didn't actually have a hand in other than that initial contact. Right. And those are the best recommendations you can get better than any ad will ever sell someone. Oh, for sure. Because 95% of books are sold word of mouth. It's crazy. It's crazy. So, and I've actually picked up books that you recommended me and actually you gifted me the first one in the series. And now I'm, I'm, I'm blanking. I can't think of the series name right now, but you said, Penny, look, I know this is not normally your genre, but I love this series. You should check out this author. She's really great. And you gifted me her book. And this is a couple of years ago and I loved it and started reading through the series. And it's not normally something that I would read, but as a valued as somebody that I value and I value their opinion, I'm going to take a chance on that. And of course it helped it, it helped that she gifted me one. It's kind of like, you know, it's sort of like that, that, you know, that, um, entry, like mm -hmm. she opened the door, right? Yeah. <laughs> the gateway drug is what, what yeah, I was trying to look exactly. for. Right? And then you get them hooked. So, so you only have to sell one reader. Now, how can you do that? So let's get a little bit granular now. So, the first piece is, is that you have to network. I know social networking is like a lot of authors are like, oh, I'm on all these social networking sites and I don't really know what's going on. And I don't feel like I'm getting a lot of love. And I'm going to tell you from personal experience, we really struggled and we're a marketing company, right? And we still really struggled with where is the bet? Well, what to actually, let's just get this even more narrow. What the heck do we do with Facebook? Right. So we had a Facebook page, we had a bunch of followers, a professional business page, and we get some love there. But when I started using my personal Facebook page as an outreach to authors directly, and not, not marketing, just sharing funny stuff or sharing interesting writer stuff mm -hmm. or everything really focused on building that one-to-one -one personal connection with my reader, that page took off. I have some stuff that I share on there that I get in excess of a thousand shares on a post. It's amazing. But we, but Amy, you, cause you manage our social media and you, we all, we really struggled with that, didn't we? Oh yeah. It's, um, it's tough because it's finding that, that sweet spot when you are mm -hmm. trying to sell something, but you're also trying to build a more personal connection, you know? Okay. In, in writing that line between what's personal and what's still pushing your brand forward and figuring out what really resonates with people. Right, 
Right, exactly. So when it comes to social media, one of the things I suggest that you do as an author, so I'm going to back up a little bit and talk about how to bring in more readers, but let's focus, since we're on the conversation of social media, let's focus there. It, find the social media platform that you feel your readers best resonate with. So if you're on every single social media site, I really recommend figuring out or focusing on one, um, especially if you're, you know, you're just kind of a one person show and you're trying to do all this on your own and maybe you have a day job or whatever. So with social media, it's not about being everywhere. It's just about being everywhere that matters, right? Yes. So focus on one site. And then when you, when you know what site you're going to focus on, find four at the most five tracks of things that you want to share. So the one track obviously is going to be book stuff. So whenever you do, you know, like if you have a book discount or you launched a book, so that falls into the book track. Um, maybe you want to share, um, you know, funny memes or something related to your topic or if you've written romance, maybe you want to have like shirtless Tuesday or you know what I mean? <laughs> so, I mean, because if you find those, if you stay with those four tracks, then everything that you do becomes really focused. Yes. And it speaks to your reader. So you create a consistency, which is important. And you create a reader connection because whatever those four tracks are for you, they have to matter to your reader. Because oh, at the end of the day, yeah, you want them to, you want them to share that. But, and, 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 you know, and then obviously you have to be consistent, which is why I say, if you're on a social media site and you're really struggling, maybe that's not the right site for you. Maybe it's, um, you know, maybe you need to hop off or, or and, I, and when I teach classes on social media, I'm, you know, I'm a big fan of killing a particular site if it's not working for you. I mean, Amy, we've seen that too with some authors who come to us to do oh, social yeah. media. Yeah. really struggle with message. Yeah. When we do the um, SEO and website evaluations and nothing pains me more because obviously these authors are asking for our advice because they're getting a little overwhelmed with trying to do everything. Mm -hmm. And then you see they're on Twitter, they're on Facebook, they're on Instagram. They're trying to work their LinkedIn page all through their website. And more often than not, like you said, we go back to them and say, it looks like you're most comfortable here. And we also encourage you to stay there because this is where a good chunk of your audience is. Why don't you hide the other ones for now, you know, Yeah. and refocus quality over quantity. And that's another good, you know, it's not worth having all of these accounts that don't portray the best version of you and your brand either. So you don't want that Facebook account that's just been floundering since, you know, July of 2017 and you haven't touched it yet. You're promoting it on your website, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's a really good segue into, and I promise I will, we will take it back to building readership, but that's a really good segue into remembering that everything is your brand. Everything that you have out there, every font you use for any of your images, fonts on your website, social mm -hmm. media sites, things you share, absolutely everything is your brand. Yep. And those little touches, mm -hmm. they really do stand out. They, they might not seem like a big deal when you look at them individually, but when you put them all together, the impression that they leave is, you know, it's so important. And people remember that. Readers remember that. They want to engage with somebody that looks like they've put a lot of thought and effort into 
what they're putting out there into how they're connecting with readers. I mean, it really does stand out. So none of those little details are throwaways. Right, right, exactly. And that's one of the things that you and I have talked about before too, and you mentioned this to me when I was teaching the um, Superfans class, is that you have to really, as an author, fiction or nonfiction, you have to really figure out what your author persona is. Right. I mean, that's yes. what you, you and I have talked about that many times, like figure out what you stand for. What is your brand as an author? Right. And let your personality come through. You know, I yeah. think a lot of authors, um, sadly, end up assuming that their book is the only interesting thing they have going on. And that really shouldn't be the case. You know, no. your personality really should come through in your brand, whether it's including personal quotes or, you know what I mean? All these little things that you think like nobody wants to hear that. It's like, you got to, you have to retrain your brain, change your internal dialogue, you know, and really use the best parts of your personality and who you are and what you are and, uh, and turn that into something you can use on social and to connect with readers. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Goodreads did a study a number of years ago and found that the number one thing that readers want to do when they get to the end of a book is connect with the author. And so... What we're talking about here is we're talking about ways to create that connection, to build and foster that connection. Because much like the Peloton example, you only have to sell one person. Now, granted, one person may not net you 10,000 book sales, although if you find, <laughs> that, if you find that one person, let me know, because maybe they want to buy my book too. But that focused connect, that focused personal connection, and it sounds like a lot of work because to some degree it is, but it doesn't necessarily have to be a lot of money. So would you rather dump $1,000 on Facebook ads and hope for the best or focus on, you know, creating a relationship with your reader and, um, you know, and, and really building that rapport and getting that one-on-one -on -one and having a reader who is so excited about your stuff that they're telling all their friends about your book. 100% because that is always going to come back to you because if anything that person will buy your next book and that's a win, you know Right, right exactly So um, really quickly and then Amy I know we talked about some great points that that I want you to share But really quickly one of the best ways to start building so first you have to build readers and you have to get readers to contact you and I taught a class on Saturday and I got one of the best questions from one of the audience members and she said to me how do I find out who bought my book on Amazon? Because I want to send them a personal thank you note. And I, I told her, I said, first off, you are destined to be a best-selling author. And someday I'm going to come to your movie premiere. I hope I get an invitation. <laughs> because that kind of attitude is the thing that will sell you a million books. And, but what she's actually talking about is, is how can I get readers from the Amazon page to me so that I can engage, interact with them or engage with them? One way to do that is by putting a letter in the back of your book. I talk about this a lot. If you've taken any of my classes, you know, I have, um, and in the show notes, we'll certainly link up to some blog posts that I have information on that, but a, a personal letter thanking the reader for reading and spending time with you and then inviting them to contact you and, and ask them for their input on your book. Because second to communicating with your reader is your reader becomes part of your you know, book 
laboratory as you're trying to figure out where the next book is going to go or what next book in the series or whatever. Because many of my books have greatly improved because readers have been kind enough to reach out to me and say, Penny, look, I like the book, but I really wish you would have done X, Y, Z. Take that to heart. Um, and, and as you start to build, you know, and as those readers start to contact you, because if you give them a call to action in that letter, which is, please reach out to me and I'd love to know what you think. I'd love to hear from you. You will build your mailing list and that starts your one-to-one -one reader connection. Now, aside from that letter, Amy, you had some really good ideas. Um, one of them I think was related to Goodreads because you do a lot of work on Goodreads for our authors. Yes, I wanted to point out a few things that, because I know it's hard to say like, you need to engage more with your readers and make it more personal, but that is such a, yeah. you know what I mean? It's, it's kind of hard to wrap your mind around what to do. And we, you know, our goal for the podcast is obviously to give you some tips and things that you can start working on right away you know, without having to sit here and take extensive notes. Like we've got some really straightforward things that you can work on. And the best part is a lot of this kind of work, as Penny mentioned earlier, is either free or very inexpensive. These are not super expensive strategies, um, but you know, the quality is there. So that's another great reason to like take these to heart, you know, always work on anything you can for free, you know, mm -hmm. Why not? <laughs> never skip the free stuff. Right. Right. Um, and yes, Goodreads is a good one. Goodreads is perfect because there are, it's easy to find people that are interested in your genre and dedicated to reading the kind of books that you write. So getting involved on Goodreads and being an active fan and participant in these conversations with other people that also like to read the books that you write is really important. And it's great for kind of flexing that muscle of remembering to also be a reader because if you take the time to still be a reader, and put yourself in the reader's shoes, you're going to be a better author, you know? So remember to engage with the authors that you also like to read, you know? Yes, you can find out some cool stuff that they're doing marketing-wise and kind of learn from them, but also take a moment to allow yourself to just be a reader and a fan, and that will come back to you in spades, I think, when you start thinking about, what should I do for my readers, you know? So being, you know, playing on both teams is really important, I think, in that regard. Yeah, I can't emphasize. I think that's fabulous. I can't emphasize that enough. And then another one, getting involved locally. You know, we're talking about word of mouth here. Locally is, should not be ignored. You know, libraries, there are local book groups. Um, most, you know, cities and they have seasonal and just community events that happen. And meeting a local author is still really cool. I still really love doing that. Anytime I see that a local author is doing something nearby, I always go to the event because I find, I think it's so cool that people still do this. Um, so get in touch with, you know, start doing things locally, start small, even if you've never done an event before. Um, you know, again, talk to your library. You can maybe get involved in something with a few other authors, but making that face-to-face -face connection with readers is huge. So, you know, the handful of people that may show up to your library event that is great access to um, a lot of under, other individuals and a good word of mouth, you know, and again, free. Yeah. Um, I think another, and we kind of touched on this, um, being memorable and unique. You know, we, we talked about this earlier, those little touches that may not seem like a big deal when you pull them apart, but all together, they kind of are really great at representing your personality and who you are. 
and doing that with your bonus content, with your website content. Don't be boring with your website content. You know, we work with some fabulous authors, Penny, that we get to, you know, have great conversations with. And then we go to their website and sometimes it's like, this isn't, this website's not nearly as cool as this author is. You know what I mean? It's like, we get kind of stuck on this idea that like, we have to be super professional and this is what a professional website looks like, you know, and it loses the personality. Yeah. I think a lot of authors don't have enough fun with that, with the personality aspect of what we do. It's a creative, you're doing something insanely creative. Like I say, take advantage of that, you know, when it comes to emphasizing what your brand is and what you're about, you know, don't get stuck in this little box of this is what I have to put on my website, you know, with these kind of templated welcome sections and things like that. Have fun with it. Having fun is free too. Well, and you know, one thing I just want to kind of interject here, one thing that I really love doing, and I was very surprised about the response, ask a question of your readers, or your followers, and maybe it's a question that you already know the answer to, right? So, you know, what is like, I could ask something around book marketing or anything related to a topic that I teach on consistently, but ask your followers a question. And it's amazing when you invite people into your world that way and you ask them a question, um, regardless of whether or not it's something that you actually need to know or something Mm -hmm. that you just want to kind of get their feedback on, you will be amazed at the response you get. When I started doing that on my Facebook page, and sometimes my questions are funny, like sometimes they're, you know, just kind of Friday sort of fun kind of questions. And other times they're really serious. Like I really want to know what, you know, A or B, what's your opinion on these two things? Getting people involved is a great way to build a relationship with your reader. 100%. Yeah. Yes. That, yeah. Everybody likes to share their opinion and have meaningful conversations. And in this day and age, we do a lot of that online. Like why not tap into that? You know? Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And we run, you also do um, talk about giveaways because a lot of times authors use giveaways and don't quite, I don't know, they don't, maybe don't, they don't use them to the full extent. What do you, I think, I think, yeah, I think the idea of a giveaway always sounds like a good idea, but then um, I think the logistics of it get a little scary unless it's something that you do all the time, you know, Penny, because we do giveaways and promos a lot and it does, it takes a lot. Like we've got a set process for it now. So we, we pretty much operate like a well-oiled machine, but it took us a little bit to make sure we had everything ready to go, you know, but once you sort that out, um, they're really valuable because people like to get involved. They like to get something in return for their time. Um, Penny's done so well with BOGOs, which uh, we do buy one, give one. So you're getting more books in hands, which is a great way, again, to have people that are already following you introduce your work to someone else that they know. I love the BOGO. I think that's such a fun way to introduce your work to people that you may not have access to in any other way. And your super for fans, your, your committed fans and followers are going, are going to be more than willing to do that for you. Yeah. 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 The BOGO, the BOGO is a good one. Um, maybe we should do a video on that someday. I think that'd be a fun video. Yeah. Um, that would be a fun video. 
And then another easy one, it sounds like a no brainer, but people forget, always remember to be a resource. You know, be in, Penny's kind of established this with her questions too. People look forward to what she's gonna put up next. And being a resource and being consistent with your content, um, which is again, you also touched on, is really important. And it also gives you a direction so, you know, if you write nonfiction, it's a little more straightforward, but don't let all of your great ideas and tips and recommendations end with your book. You know, remind people that there's more to you than that. And if you write fiction, making book recommendations in your genre, or you can have some fun with it and recommend lifestyle products that fit kind of the theme of your, of your stories and what your, you know, what your books are about and what your characters are about. Um, but being that person that, people think to go back to over and over again is what you want to aim for. Because once you have people coming back for more, you're in a good place. You've kind of hooked them at that point. Yeah. And you know, you bring up something and I know we've already gone way over our 15 minutes, but there's, but there's just so much to share book recommendations. So I was at a conference. I did a lot of conferences this year and, and sometimes I can't really remember where I heard something, but I was at a conference <laughs> in the summer and what, this gal, she, she got up and she said, you know, I really didn't know what else to do except do book recommendations. And so she used her social media. I mean, she did, you know, like, so that was one of her four things that she did was book recommendations. So she did other stuff and then she also recommended books. And then she hopped over to Instagram and she started the same, so she would share the same books over there under the bookstagram hashtag, which a lot of people have heard of. And she started to build a big reader tribe because she would review books um, in her same genre, obviously. So she was, you know, a big fan of that. And then she would recommend them. And so she became this hub for fun information, you know, book promos that she was doing on her own books. And then she was also sharing other authors who in turn were yeah. sharing her books too. Such smart networking. So it was so smart. Yeah, it was really, really smart. So I hope that we've given you um, enough ideas to, to at least kickstart some stuff, even if you just do one thing until next time. We hope that, you know, this has been helpful. And Amy, thank you so much for joining me on this, uh, our second of yet course. to be named show. I know we're going to get better at this. We just get so excited once we start talking. <laughs> well, but I think that, and that's kind of the final thing that, that we want to leave you with is yeah. passion sells. People love to buy things from people who are passionate. And I love book marketing. I love talking about it. I love learning new things. And I think that people really understand that, you know, people, readers vibe with authors who are really passionate about their topic. Oh, yeah. So, you know, go out there and be passionate and, and start to build your, you know, relationships as opposed to focusing on readers. And hopefully you will soon get to number 10,000. We will be back with our third show also talking in the same vein about going from one to 10,000 readers. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is Penny Sansevieri and Amy Cornell of Author Marketing Experts. And we're very pleased for, um, to have you with us on our second podcast. Bye-bye.